Well, welcome back. You're listening to On Point. My name is David Peck. We have a special guest here with us tonight. He's a biologist. He's a filmmaker. He's a storyteller and series producer of a new uh, set of films called The Great Lakes Untamed. Ted Oaks is here with us tonight on the show. Thanks, Ted, for joining us uh, here and uh, taking out some time out of your evening to spend with us. No worries at all. Really a pleasure to be here. So, so you're sitting in a in a in a, a sort of an old phone booth in a in a can I call it a boutique hotel looking out on one of the Great Lakes? Tell us a little bit yeah. about that 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 Canadian experience that you've just had in the last uh, half hour or so. Well, I uh, I was on a journey up from Kingston between Kingston and Ottawa, driving north on an old country road, uh, Highway Ten. And uh, there's a little town, a beautiful town called Westport, Ontario, which is in the Great Greater Great Lakes watershed. And I just rolled up to a hotel here and asked them if uh, they had a spot. They put me in an old phone booth. And uh, they're nice as anything, you know. So uh, we're in a fancy... And you've, love, never, met, you've never met any of these people before, right? No, 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 I never met them before. You know, I said, sure, go for it. So there you fun, go. You know? That's awesome. So Canadian and I'm so go generous. for a swim after after this. I'm gonna go for a swim on on uh, a little beach here somewhere. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, hey, listen. Let's. So thanks for for coming on the show. So tell us a little bit about. I guess I I love the story behind your inspiration. It goes all the way back to 1966. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that and then why this matters to you so much? And 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 before we go into that. Ted, just just so everyone knows, this is uh, premiering in Canada on TVO, TVO Today. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's already aired uh, a couple of the episodes, but it's going to re-air on October the first. So check it out. It will exist online as well. But, um, so Ted, tell us tell us about your inspiration going all the way back to 1966. Well, um, I grew up in Ottawa. My family's from that uh, part of, uh, of of Canada, and. Um, when I, there was a, a, a important film for Canadians made in uh, really in, this, in the in made in the early seventies by a guy called Bill Mason, and anybody of my generation had seen this film. It's called Paddle to the Sea, and an incredible story in the film is really the story of a little indigenous canoe, a little boy carves a little canoe, and it ends up in the Lake Superior watershed and then goes on this little toy canoe goes on a journey all the way through the Great Lakes over Niagara Falls and all the way out to the ocean and it was called Paddle to the Sea and um, when I was a little boy I met this uh, the filmmaker called Bill Mason I mean the only person from Ottawa had ever been nominated for an Oscar right and uh, and he he was a lovely guy he was making a film about wolves and I met him when I was about six years old in uh, in the 1970s and um and anyway uh, i saw this little toy canoe the the star of the show every canadian in my generation saw was wheeled out of school to see this film right, right and i saw this toy canoe sitting in a dusty community hall cabin um beside a curling rink and uh that was in 2014 and i thought uh, i've been making films for the bbc uh, natural history unit for 25 years in the uk uh, David Attenberg's life and yeah, different types of, uh, of, of wildlife shows. And I saw this canoe and I thought, you know, we've always seen films about the Serengeti and about Yellowstone and, 
the Amazon, but we've never seen uh, a planet Earth style type of show right. from where we grew up, which is the Great Lakes watershed. So that's what inspired me to. to think I, about I that. love I I love that it you did you say you were about six years old when you first saw the film? Yeah. Yeah, I, I so love that not only do you remember it, but that it's that that the seed was planted at such a young age that another filmmaker uh, planted the seed with you. That that uh, I mean, talk about trusting the spl- uh, trusting the splash and ripple effect. You know, it's just yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing. You know what I think? You know, I was trying to I was lying in bed last night because I gave a talk and and somebody asked a really great question and I wasn't able to answer it and I was tossing and turning in bed last night thinking how do I answer that question? And what came to me is Paddle to the Sea was formative for people in Canada because it made us it was the first thing that made us realize that we're a nation blessed right. with huge amounts of fresh water. And that film made us uh, realize, like in one scene in the film, he dips the he, he dips his cup in, in the lake and pulls it out, and there's just full. Of, he's in Lake Erie or something, and there's foam all over the cup. You know, he can't drink the water. You know, and uh, anyway, that film, um, that little toy canoe is probably one of the most important artifacts in Canadian history right, because right. I have yet to meet somebody. Of, I've yet to meet somebody of my generation who who hasn't who hasn't seen that film. Who hasn't and who hasn't. was changed by it. Yeah. So. So yeah. yeah, and who is changed by it? And I think that's the really important piece to take away there. So the Great Lakes Basin is 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 larger, certainly larger and more significant than I ever imagined. And by the way, congratulations on the series and the films. I mean, I I, I learned a ton. It's inspiring. It's invigorating. It's what this is Canada really? You know, it's. I mean, it just there was a yeah. sense of pride developing as I was watching the film. It's really quite remarkable what you've done. Well, that's great that you're enthusiastic about it. I mean, I, you know, there was about 150 people work on the TV series, some of Canada's best cinematographers. We had uh, Nicholas de Ponce, who did the Anthropocene Project, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the director on that, um, based in Toronto, one of Canada's best uh, filmmaker, directors, cinematographers. We had uh, Jeff Morales. Um, in uh, in BC again, he, many many years at National Geographic Television, uh, making wildlife films. Uh, we had uh, just a huge team of people. We had a, uh, incredible people. We have um, First Nations uh, Aboriginal person um, from the Anishinaabe Nation working on it as a, as a researcher. We just had a giant team of people. I think I signed 150 contracts. You know, all in all. And it went on through three years in the making, and uh, we made it through the peak of COVID. So I hope people like it. I mean, boy, we made it through the toughest part of COVID. Well, it's the kind um, of, Ted, you know, it's the kind of piece that, in in my opinion, isn't really going to age, or or maybe I should say will age really well, because it's, 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 it's kind of a period piece, I suppose. You go way back, you know, back twenty thousand years or so, and 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 there's history, and there's geography, and it's it's about uh, the environment. So 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 tell us what drew you in. What is it that you love about the Great Lakes so much? Um, well, this is where I grew up. This is where my family's from. I have a long history of just paddling in the Great Lakes, playing at cottages. Um, I'm very close here, just a few miles away from, my company's called Oak Island Films, 
and I partnered with uh, Merit Motion Pictures in Winnipeg to make the film, uh, to make this series. But uh, I, I spent 40 summers in the water here, you know, so playing and fooling around in the water. And I was a biologist. I worked for the Canadian Wildlife Service. Um, I studied as a biologist before I became a filmmaker. So I've just been obsessed with nature my whole life. But David, the key thing that really got me animated, when I was growing up, it was always films about the Serengeti or the Rocky or the Yellowstone right. or the Amazon. It was never about Canada. And it, when there was film made about nature in Canada, it was always sort of inexpensively done and didn't have this sort of high standards. So, uh, you know, there have been very few big uh, high budget landmark wildlife natural history shows about Canadian about a Canadian about Canadian nature and there have been some but uh, nothing ever about the Great Lakes you know an IMAX film or, or no no television series no sort of planet earth like treatment right. of the Great Lakes watershed when you say nature. I mean, Ted when you say you're obsessed with nature what 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 is that what does that mean for you well um I guess for some people, it's it, perhaps it's a genetic thing. I mean, for some people, I just look at the world through the eyes of animals, you know. I, and, mm. and I, I, some people look at, you know, people connect. Everyone's different. People connect in different ways to different different things in in the world. But I'm just connecting. The only thing I I just got this great kind of empathy with nature. Mm. I don't know where right. it came from or why I have, but. Um, you know, when I look at an animal, I, I, I look at it and try to understand what it's thinking. And, right. um, I did a in zoology and, you know, I spent my whole life just looking at and studying animals and thinking about them. And even on the drive up here, you know, we're in the middle of a kind of lake country forest, beautiful place. And everything that I'm looking at, you know, the birds flying over or chipmunks running across the road, I'm just, you know, that's just what I think about that. Yeah, it's world, just, you know, it's just where you go. You talked a little bit about thinking through the eyes of, of animals and, and that, where, where do you think that empathy for, uh, for the animal kingdom came from? I, I've never, I mean, it's such a good question. I've never understood where it came from because it started at really early age. I mean, I sure. was having these thoughts at the age of five. I, I don't understand where it came from, but all I know is that we live in the Great Lakes watershed goes all the way from the west edge of Superior all the way out to the largest estuary on the planet, the Gulf of St. Lawrence. There's the five Great Lakes, all of the lakes and rivers that feed them, drained by the St. Lawrence River, all heading out to the ocean. And that distance is as wide as the Atlantic Ocean mm. is, and it's filled with wildlife. And the northern edge of it, you've got amazing, you know, the wolverines and caribou in the northwest corner. You've got rattlesnakes and cactus even at Point Pelee, like in the southern edge. And um, and so it's just, it's just an incredible place. And we think of the Great Lakes watershed as this sort of Toronto Harbor or Hamilton Harbor or Chicago <laughs> or something. Right. But what it really is, there's behind, you know, where I am right now, there's there's a spectacular wilderness and spectacular wildlife. We just don't pause to look at it sometimes. And 
when we when you do, you you find out how remarkable it is. And I hope people when they see the TV series, see the 150 different people pour their their love and emotion into trying to reveal to people how beautiful it is where we live and, I love, and how important I'm, it is. I love how you say we so often don't pause to look at it. I mean, I am so guilty of that. I live five five or six kilometers north of Lake Ontario, and and continue to be when we get down there, continue to be astounded by the 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 the, the width and the breadth and just the scope. Uh, and and no wonder they thought some of the early explorers thought these were oceans. You know, I mean, it makes yeah, it's, yeah. it's there's no surprise there. Yeah, I mean. Canada, the, the Great Lakes watershed has perhaps as much as a quarter of the world's surface fresh water. It is our Amazon. And uh, the other thing about it is it, 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 the Great Lakes watershed changed us as, as Canadians because what it did is it, uh, it forged our culture. It forged the culture for the, uh, the French explorers. It forged it for the uh, British explorers, the people from the British Isles. For the First Nations people were were forged by it. The various First Nations were forged by it. So our whole culture, our whole being is shaped by the Great Lakes watershed. And we don't have the old buildings of Europe. I lived in Oxford for a number mm. of years. We, we don't have thousand-year-old buildings here in Ontario. And if we lose nature, we lose everything. That's all we have. What nature is what makes us as Canadians, and it's what's made us kind. It's what's made us uh, tough. And without nature, we really have nothing. We aren't Canadians. We're something else. And Ted, that's that what is, I'm passionate about. Yeah, you, know? you really are. I mean, that's so wonderful. It's made us kind and it's made us tough. I mean, there's the T-shirt campaign for the film series, you know, or the bumper the bumper, <laughs> the, bump, the, bumper the, the bumper, stickers. We may not have Oxford, but we got the Great Lakes, you know, like that's that's really, really wonderful. I mean, there's a there's a sense of pride attached to it. But I also love how you you, you talk about the culture coming out of that, because I don't think most of us would would go there and that's what's so great about this kind of storytelling ted what did you learn i mean i mean, i learned a ton i haven't seen the whole series and again congratulations by the way on a stunning uh, series uh, i'm i'm about halfway through i learned i've learned a ton so far how about you what were some new things that you picked up along the way i think I think the main thing, I, I mean, I learned so many things, even if, I, uh, you know, the arrogance of thinking that you know a lot, and then finding right, out that you don't, right, but, right. I mean, I, 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 learned, uh, I learned what fantastic filmmakers exist in Canada that, you know, I've been working, making films for the BBC for, for 25 years in, in the UK, and, uh, and what I learned was that what fantastic uh, cinematographers, uh, sound, uh, the craftspeople, uh, researchers, just what fantastic talent there is in Canada to make these sorts of films. I think that's what, there are very few wildlife films that come out of Canada that are seen hmm. internationally. And I think what I, I think what I learned is that there's a real opportunity to do that in Canada that we have, we're not even aware of. Bristol in the UK is the size of Ottawa population-wise, and it makes one-third of all the wildlife films in the world that, that are seen internationally. That's fascinating. So, river monsters, you know, planet Earth, frozen planet, it, it, one city is a sort of Silicon Valley of wildlife filmmaking, and uh, there's a thousand people working in the business there making this genre of film, and wouldn't it be great if we could do that sort of same thing in Canada? And, and uh, 
that the the other thing that I that I excited about is I'm wanting this film series Great Lakes Untamed to go into every school in Canada, yeah, and I don't great. know how to do that. Every every school in Canada, every kid in Canada, my generation was was uh, had the privilege of watching uh, Paddle to the Sea, Bill Mason's wonderful film, and. I wouldn't it be wonderful if this could get into classrooms? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, judge it that David, whether you think you know, but uh, the audience can be the judge, and maybe there's you know we're looking for partners uh, to see if there's some way of getting it into classrooms so that people can realize that uh, uh, the one third of Canada's population lives in the Great Lakes watershed, and it wouldn't it be great? This is the first. Ability. Uh, this is the first landmark television series that celebrates nature within the Great Lakes watershed. So, wouldn't it be great if we could get it into classrooms and then people could see how beautiful um, well, let's, where we live is? Let's and what yeah. we have to lose, and and what, and what we, we have, have to lose, lose. and yeah. what we have to lose. Absolutely, I think you're you're absolutely right. I mean the 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 ecosystemic nature of the Great Lakes. They're not just connected, you know, uh, in a physical geographic kind of a sense. I mean, they really are connected in a life giving kind of sense. I mean, I think that was my big takeaway here, uh, Ted, is that the 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 complexity of it all. Right, the nuance, the layers. I mean, even under the ice and hearing the sound and uh, a million seals at the uh, where the St. Lawrence meets the sea and fourteen species of whales. I mean, I've I've never heard of the livers of the river before, you know. So, I mean, it's just it's so beautiful. There's even a sixth great lake. There's even a a, a sixth great lake that people and are a sixth great lake. Is... That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's hope we're te teasing viewers and listeners enough to, to want to see this. And and maybe there's some partners out there right now listening. And I, I think that's a great goal. You know, you mentioned you, you get into in the film some of the environmental uh, implications of pollution and, and what's and, 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 and invade. Um, what do you call them? Invasive, invasive species. And we talk, invasive species. Yeah, yeah we talk yeah, about the yeah. silver carp as being the greatest enemy. I mean, what what about that from an environmental point of view? Are are you hopeful based on what you've made and what you know of and what you've seen over the years and even with you know as you start to promote these this series of films yes i mean what i uh, all most almost all films ever made about the great lakes watershed are all about the problems of which there are right. huge environmental problems for the great lakes but the purpose of great lakes untamed was to show us the beauty of what we have to lose um and what we were, we deal with some of the problems because it would be immoral not to. But what we, what the series does, uh, is try to show people how beautiful it is. And when we deal with a problem, um, one of the problems we've dealt with is, you know, the introduction of invasive species. At one point, there was a new invasive species. You know, uh, that's a species that comes from another continent coming into uh, into the Great Lakes system. And at one point, that was happening every six weeks. Um, and wow. you know, we have zebra mussels and bag sure, mussels sure. and all the things that we know. But what I've learned through making the series, perhaps it's another thought, is how robust the uh, the Great Lakes watershed is. Right. Remember, it's had the glaciers come and go, come and go. And uh, many, many times. And so, as the climate's changed, the ice, the ice sheets for the north had advanced and retreated, advanced and retreated. So, the most 
life in the Great Lakes is actually very robust to change um, and can sur and finds a way to survive. So if we give nature a chance, it'll find a way. It's a bit like that line from Jurassic Park. Right. So I, uh, you know, life will find a way. Life so will find a way. The, the great, yeah, the, the great th thing is, is that I think what I've learned mostly is that if we're kinder to nature in the Great Lakes, um, it's not just the five lakes. What happens, the five lakes are kind of unimportant in a way. It's what happens in the land behind them. Mm. Because the water quality is determined by what happens on the land in behind the lakes. So if we're if we're kinder, you know, if we're kinder to nature and we love nature a bit more and uh, treat it with more respect, then it'll look after ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time you take a breath, every time you take a breath, you're taking a breath from nature, a breath of air. Every time you fill your lungs, every time you turn on the tap, that's nature providing a service to you. You know, it's clean yeah. water. So really, and it, yeah. clean water, clean air, uh, and without nature, as Canadians, we have nothing. You know, so. Ted, Ted, sadly, we've got to we've got to wrap it up. I'm so sorry. We there's so much more to talk about, and 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 thank you so much for your time. Great Lakes Untamed is is the name of the series. It's a, it's premiering in Canada on TVO, TVO Today, and YouTube. Check it out. Look it up online. There is hope, and uh, we've been chatting with Ted Oaks about this new series, Great Lakes Untamed. Ted, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show tonight. Well, David, thank you. I really appreciate uh, all the time you've given it. It's just it was fun for me. You know, and I love, what a lovely stop on my journey to go have a swim. My name's David Peck, and you've been listening to On Point.